Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. J-Mac, breaking news. Howie Roseman makes a move in the 2022 NFL Draft. Significant capital being traded with the Saints. I'll kick it right to you for your first reaction uh, on the details of the trade. I know there was a lot uh, into it. 16, 19, 194 goes to the Saints. We get 18, 101, 237, a 2023 first, a 2024 second. So quite the haul for the Eagles. What's your first impression, Johnny Mack? Uh, my first impression is the Eagles obviously wanted sort of optionality, as we call it, in, in 2023, more options. Um, and the Saints are obviously, um, I don't know what they're doing. You know, they're trying to get, they're trying to turn things around quickly. They've been in salary cap hell uh, for a couple of years as far as that goes. And, you know, it, it, it's, I'm surprised that Howie was able to get this done in the way he got it done. And this is what we talk about with Howie Roseman all the time. When it comes to valuation, I talk about it with Jody McDonald all the time. Guy never gets it wrong. He understands what assets are worth and he gets the, as much, you know, he, he, he rings the sponge to get everything out of every available asset at some point, you got to turn it in the players. You got to turn it in the successful players. But that's number one. Number two is this is a clear shutting of the door. Forget about quarterback this year. Jalen Hurts is the quarterback. They're not going to draft a quarterback. Um, this is about getting that safety net moved into 2023. And if Jalen Hurts has a poor season, you decide, okay, he's not the guy. You have two first-round picks. You have an extra second-round pick. Maybe you can go up and get in a position to get a quarterback in a draft that's supposed to have better quarterbacks. So that that's part of it. The third is he never wanted to take. We've been talking about that since day one. The odds he was going to take all three of these first-round picks were very, very small. Very, very small just from a salary cap standpoint. You don't want that on your books. You don't want that weight uh, on your on your team. The question is, you know, was he going to trade up? Was he going to trade down? Was he going to trade out? Trade out was obviously uh, the best case scenario, the first choice. And he was able to get it done early and kick one of those first round picks to to 2023, which was, as I said, best case scenario for Howie Roseman. To me, it seems like what you said there at the end, how he got this done early, I think, uh, and I don't know this to be true, but it seems to me that that was a big part of this. I know we've heard a lot about we want to move back, but it takes two to tango. There's a lot of teams with multiple first-round picks. There's a lot of speculation that teams want to move around in this draft. So how much do you think that weighed into his thought? I mean, I mean this is a deal that I don't think you could pass up no matter when it comes your way, but is 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 his – ability to get to the table fast the reason that he got a deal done like this 
Um, you can only speculate from from the New Orleans perspective because to me it's it's the more interesting part. I mean, the Eagles got the better of this deal on paper. I mean, it, it, there's no questioning that. So, you know, that's for people in New Orleans. That's for Mickey Loomis to try to explain. Uh, that you know they're going to have three picks in the top 50 uh and hopefully uh i guess their thought process is going to be that first round pick next year is going to be at the end of the draft i don't know if a lot of people look at the saints and say that's going to be the case from the eagles perspective as i said they don't have to pay uh three uh first round contracts uh they get an extra one next year to either go get a quarterback or build around the quarterback. If Jalen Hurts, you know, if you want to take the positive spin and um, he he takes the job and he runs with it, um, so you have that extra safety net in. But to me, it's more of why were the Saints willing to do this? Um, I don't think they're in a position where they can say we're going to be in the back end of the draft. So I think this is, in a lot of ways, this is going to look like Howie's deal last year with Miami when he got the extra first round pick and Miami thought they were going to be a playoff team and they were close, but they weren't. Um, And ultimately uh, he was able to swing things in that direction. Similar situation here with the saints. I think maybe I often talk about Xander, the most difficult thing in sports is self-evaluation. Take a look in the mirror and truly judge yourself honestly and correctly. I don't think Mickey Loomis did that with the Saints today. Yeah, this is a tough deal to look at if you're a Saints fan. But if you're an Eagle fan, I mean, you got to feel pretty good. Now, maybe if you're in the crowd of you wanted to make the move now, it certainly seems like they pushed that timeline out on I mean I know everyone was like well you have three first round picks that only come so often perhaps they'll use them to jump up and get a guy they like I think you said it best in the beginning it signals that they're 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 going with Jalen Hurts this year and they're giving him the opportunity to take the step forward (laughs) and they've positioned themselves again next year to potentially be in a position where they could make a move for a quarterback that they like in the draft and or have multiple assets to go and trade for one if there's more in the market again. Yeah. And remember, they got a second round pick as well. So they're going to have two first round picks. They're going to have a second round pick. So in theory, they have some assets to move and I don't up. Know how now, big, is that the Saints next Saints pick in the first round next year? Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't so, know how good of a football team they're going to be. Well, that's the point. I mean, from the Saints perspective, they think they're going to be a good team and it's not going to be it's going to be in the 20s. And then it's not as hard to. To, to move that type of pick. If it's, you know, top 10, it's going to look really bad for the right. Saints. Uh, it's probably going to be somewhere in the middle of that. And then you have to say, how are the Eagles going to finish? Where Where's their, their own pick going to be? Uh, so when you start talking about Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, and if they're at the top of the draft, well, you know, if you have picks 21 and 22, that's not going to help you go up and get one of those guys mm-hmm. even if you had the second round pick on top of it so a, a lot of this depends on you know how the, the eagles and, and the saints play next season and obviously jalen hurts and his ability to develop is going to have a big part of that if he plays poorly well maybe the eagles are in a position to go up at the top of the draft um 
if the Saints have a terrible season, maybe they are. Um, but it, it makes sense from the Eagles' perspective in that they never, as I said, they never wanted to pay uh, the three first-round picks, the you know, the money that's going to allocate. People talk about their cap space. I always talk about effective cap space, which is something over the cap uses. You have to budget. It's not about you can look at over the cap today and say the Eagles have $19, $20 million. Well, they got to pay three first round picks before today. Right. You got to budget that in, which that alone is over $8 million. So you cut that right off. Now you have one less uh, top tier money pick to deal with. You'll still should be able to get two uh, potential starters if you do it right. But, you know, the Eagles always win these trades. Bottom line, you got to get players at some point. You got to match the evaluation up with the valuation. The Eagles are great with the valuation. Now it's time to be great with the evaluation. So the picks with the, the trade with the assets is the good thing now. You have to hit on the players. John, let's get into the 2022 draft. They get rid of 16, they get rid of 19. They're now sitting at 15 and 18. Quarterback, I'm with you. I would wipe that out of the equation. I don't think that's even a possibility. Where you think they're looking, wide receiver, defensive line is what seems to be speculated around a lot around the city. We're at 15 and 18 now. What do you think the Eagles are looking at? Do you still think they might move up? Do you still think they might move back? I know how with Howie, nothing's off the table, but what's your thought on the 2022 draft uh, with the shuffled board? Well, there's always a, a, a shot that you can, you know, move up a little bit like they did last year. You know, you moved up a couple spots couple from spots. 12 to 10. Uh, I wouldn't think there was there would be this huge splashy move because then you have to give up too many assets and then you kind of lose what you just accomplished here. Uh, similarly, trading down, you know, maybe if there's three or four players, you have similar grades at 18, for instance. Maybe you're willing to trade down a couple spots and pick up something else, and you're still going to get one of those players you have similar grades on. Um, but I think it's much more likely that the Eagles uh, stay put now um, and just take uh, two players at 15 and 18. And if you're looking for positions, I mean, there's a couple um, defensive line, as you mentioned, and it could be edge rusher, it could be interior as well, because they badly need a defensive tackle, especially a, a zero or a one technique. The problem there is there aren't a lot of them. Uh, know, Jordan Davis is probably Jordan not going to be there. Before, so you took the, the other guy, I forget what school, the guy. Uh, yeah, the kid from UConn. Right, he fits um, that and mold. And, and by the way, people mocking me, now he's in everybody's first round. Uh, he's uh, a good player. Class. Yeah, he's a real good yeah. player. And people in the NFL think more – we're talking about Travis Jones – think more highly of him uh, than it seems a lot of people uh, outside the league. Um, so I do think defensive line, cornerback, and I'd put an outside chance at safety if Kyle Hamilton, for some reason, because he, he, he didn't run well at his pro day, if for some reason he starts to fall. Um, but I doubt that. I, yeah, I you're can't imagine to hear those rumors, but I don't know how much stock you can put into it. Yeah, I can't imagine he falls that far. So, I I think most likely defensive line uh, and cornerback. I would think of those two picks, I'd say ninety 
I'm at 90% they're getting a corner at some point because for two reasons. One, they need one. And two, there's probably going to be one available. So, you know, with edge rushers, I don't know if one's going to be available. Um, you know, safety, there's only one player. Um, probably not going to be available. You can make an argument that the kid from Michigan might be available at 18. But I'm not sure the Eagles would want to make that sort of leap. Uh, I know everyone will talk about linebacker because they love talking about linebacker, but the Eagles signed Kazir White for a reason. TJ Edwards, they like uh, better than most people. I don't see that happening. And now we can officially take quarterback (laughs) off the table. So, I don't think you have to worry about quarterback at all. Um, Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. That's the first time really all this offseason. You always leave 1%, right? 99%. That's where I am. 99%. They're not taking a quarterback. Well, everything you just hit on, everything we just discussed, it all pointed to the defensive side of the football there's people scratching their head. Yeah, wide on... receiver I should have mentioned as well. Well, that's that's my next that's my next point. Everyone speculated, oh, trade pick 19 and and something else and Rager for for Metcalf or do whatever you got to do to go get Metcalf. <laughs> whatever. Rager. Whatever the mocks are. We now got rid of two of those picks. We're down to 15 and 18. You have talked about how you do not want them to go back into the draft for a young wide receiver. We need some veteran talent veteran players in that room i guess you could argue zach pascal is that guy what are they going to do at wide receiver i think this kind of removes that ability to trade one of those picks maybe if you wanted to get aj brown maybe he doesn't cost the first round pick or a dk metcalf or someone like that well look i i've been pretty consistent i want a, a veteran player in that room um you know when there were three picks and look the eagles said tried to get a veteran player. They they knew right. that That's was the plan. Trade. They tried yeah. to trade for Calvin Ridley first and foremost. They they wanted to trade for Robert Woods. He wouldn't consider them. Um Christian Kirk got too much money. Allen Robinson uh picked the Super Bowl champions. But they had interest in all those players and that tells you, okay, we know we needed an upgrade at this particular position. We wanted to be a veteran player. Now, ultimately, Zach Pascal ended up being um, sort of the safety net in that aspect, somebody Nick Sirianni's comfortable with, but that's not what the Eagles want. That's not what they were looking for. That's not a significant upgrade from a talent perspective. In fact, you could argue it's a downgrade from just a purely talent perspective. So they still need a veteran receiver. Devontae Parker was the latest to go. I know Jody McDonald on Burst 365. Um was really upset that they didn't go after Devontae Parker. I wasn't a big fan of him. Personally. I, I, I don't, I don't have a problem with it at all. I said in a, in a vacuum, I would say, no, 
no way I'm giving up. I'm giving up a third round pick in 2023 for Devontae Parker, uh, especially when I got to pay him uh, over $5 million a year for two years. I don't have a problem in a vacuum. But, you know, you're the Eagles. You've lost out right. on those four receivers. You need to get a better receiver. Now people are talking about A.J. Brown. They're talking about D.K. Metcalf. Well, if you trade for those players, you're going to have to give them a whole heck of a lot of money. And, yeah. and you see what the going rate is at wide receiver now. Until the Eagles show that they're willing to do that at that Well, could you point position, to Alshon Jeffrey? I guess well, they brought Alshon, him on a prove-it deal first. Yeah. I, and, and we're in a whole different stratosphere. Yeah. I mean, Alshon, yeah, that's, that's true. his first year was a prove-it deal, but it was pretty significant money for a prove-it deal. So at the time, it was, I think, $9 million, which is pretty significant. Right, which is significant year. money. And then he got the extension, which was even more. But we're in a whole different landscape. And guys like Brown and Metcalf, they're going to want $20 million plus. Plus, you have to give up what you got to give up to get them. Right. Uh, so you have to give up significant assets. Um, but boy, they need a veteran receiver. And if they can't get a veteran receiver, then wide receivers and play in the draft. But I don't want Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith needs a mentor. He doesn't need to mentor somebody else. Right. And if they draft a, a, a first round kid again, he's all of a sudden mentoring a rookie instead of what you wanted. And that's, you know, I think Robert Woods, I said, he would have been the perfect addition for this team because he's a great blocker. He is a phenomenal route runner. He knows how to play. And he could have taught not only Devontae Smith, but how to further be a professional because he's he's a great player. But he could have really helped people like Quez Watkins. Um, but they weren't able to get him. John, I got I got I got to circle it back in the beginning with, you know, we talk about trading for one of these bigger receivers and I know you have to weigh the what you got to give up to land the guy. Then you're going to have to give the guy the large contract. But like you said in the beginning, at some point you got to get players. You can't just trade draft picks around every year. So at what point are the Eagles is Howie Roseman going to walk the walk, if you will, and bring in players. If, if, if it takes a first-round pick to get A.J. Brown and $20 million a year, do it. If you say you believe in the quarterback, if you want to give the young man a chance to succeed in the NFL versus the greatest offenses in the league, you got to do it. And, the, and on the flip side, if your quarterback can't get him the football, at least you know that next year without – a shadow of a doubt, you know, versus if you don't go get the guy, Hertz has the same similar season to this year. You have a half the fan base is in the same pickle where it's like half want a new quarterback and half don't think you had enough for Jalen Hurts to even show what he can do. So why not just go all in, get the guy, pay the guy, and then you learn more about your football team in the end anyway, and you still have the picks next year. Well, you know, I mean, eventually they got to get off walking the rope. Yeah, it's kind of a Sixers mentality, old right. Sixers mentality of uh, let's kick the can down the road. Um, look, I said it this morning. I I said, you know, a lot of people say I'm not fair to Jalen Hurts, which I don't agree with. But nonetheless, I said, well, 
I said, I'm fair to Jalen Hurts. Who's not fair is the Philadelphia Eagles. They're not fair to Jalen Hurts because they're the ones who, as of right now, are saying, okay, we're going to trot you out there, claim we're going to build up around you, and the build up around you is Zach Pascal because they haven't added a running back. They haven't added a tight end. They haven't added an offensive they added lineman. Nothing on offense. Um, they added Zach Pascal. That doesn't sound – now, Howie correctly will say, you know, talent gathering season, as he calls it, is not over. And he's right. And they're going to add significant pieces in the draft. I mean, even 101, that's a third-round pick. That's a third-round compensatory pick. So they're going to have an opportunity to add different players, and they're going to they're going to add some significant players to this team. But as far as guys who are ready to hit the ground running and help Jalen Hurts and help you evaluate what Jalen Hurts is, well, that was Robert Woods. That was Calvin Ridley. That was Allen Robinson. That was Kristen Kirk. It's not Zach Paschal. And it's not some kid, whoever you like, whether it's uh, Alabe, whether it's Drake London, um, uh, Traylon Burks. They're they're rookies. They got to act. Jim Schwartz used to call it startup cost. Everybody's got startup cost. Everybody. And none of those guys, you go back to last year, none of these guys, whoever you like at wide receiver, he's not the finished product Devontae Smith is. So, no, they haven't haven't helped Jalen Hurts. And they're not going to help him unless they get a veteran receiver. And don't give me Zach Paschal, because that's not the veteran receiver you're looking for. Howie, if you're listening to this, please just make Go get one of them. John, how much – I got to ask. John, how much does – we talked about the assets you'd have to give up, the contract you'd have to shell out to a receiver like that. Does the dead cap – I know it doesn't get talked about a lot, but I always look at that. This is the second year in a row with $35 plus of dead cap. Is that going into Howie's thought process maybe on a deal like that? I know that's probably not there next year. Does that falter into – does that go into his thought process at all, or, or how does that go? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, look, contract salary cap is all a part of everything. And and general managers have to think about more than one year at a time. They have to think about not just 2022, but how 2023, how 2024 are going to look. So, yeah, it always comes into it. And um, that's every player at every position. That's one of the reasons they wanted out, you know, not just to get that extra first round pick in a year where people think it's all about the quarterbacks and the quarterbacks are going to be better. That's part of it. But part of it, and I would argue a bigger part of it is they don't want those three first round picks on the salary cap this year. They didn't want to pay those three first round uh, picks and understandably so, because it's a, it's really cost effective. It's really cost prohibitive. And then if you really want to look forward year five, now you're hopeful all of these players turn into good players and you're picking up their fifth year option. If you're not able to work out extensions, then you get really, really spiked hard on three different players by year five. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's always part of the play. And that's the stuff Howie is, is really, really good at. He's really good at that kind of stuff. And you know, this is Philadelphia, man. This is modern Philadelphia. We had Sam Hankey with the Sixers, 
and all of his fans would say he wins every trade. He wins every trade because they're talking about assets. They're talking about valuation of assets. We can say the same thing about Howie Roseman. He wins every stinking trade. At some point, though, you got to turn those wins of trades into players. Yeah, and it's pretty clear. I mean, I, I'm just reading it again. Eagles sent 16-19-194 in the sixth round to the Saints in exchange for 18-101-237, a 2023 first and a 2024 second. That's quite the haul. So the Eagles clearly yeah, won. How he, how he can't yeah. step into New Orleans today because he's won it for Grand <laughs> Larson. I mean, that's a fleece in the asset department. In the asset now department. we got to turn it into players and, and football players. That, that translates to wins on the football field. Uh, all right, J-Mac, a pretty good trade overall. How, how do you grade it? Give it a grade uh, for the people. Well, I just said, you know, in the moment, just that's all we know, right? These are all assets. These are all just slots um they won i mean this is this is an a this is a policing this is highway robbery this is whatever you want to describe it this is what mickey loomis has got to explain to people in new orleans what the heck he's doing um so right now as we speak today xander yeah i mean he's he's wanted he's wanted in the state of louisiana it's an A-plus right now, but, John, if in two years we have a bunch of Jalen Ragers and Jay Jaws and Andre Dillards, it'll be a tough it'll be a tough sledding. But that's that's step two, right? Step one is done. Uh, the asset, that was clearly a good trade. Now you got to get the players. All right, J-Mac, that'll do it. Uh, big trade for the Eagles, making some moves in the first round. Football 24-7 with John McMullen. I'm Xander Krause. See you next time, everyone.